for the last month or so, we've talked about faith and feelings over faith, and that can get heavy if we're willing to put time and effort into reflecting on where we are currently and where we'd like to be. Remember, we'll never reach perfection, but the desire of getting closer to God to live by faith instead of feeling is always a good thing. Today, we're going to switch gears a little to give the emotional and spiritual parts of us a little break, and we'll focus on the physical. Now, we are spiritual beings living in a physical body, so there is great connection there. Please note the turtle in the title. That's a big reminder that nothing we do in grief will come quickly. So when we talk about getting stronger physically, it is also at a turtle's pace. Hey, friend. Welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. We're staying inside today because it's near 95 degrees and it's a little warm. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in New Caledonia, our spotlight country. New Caledonia is a French territory comprising dozens of islands in the South Pacific. I googled it and that's what I found. And in the U.S., Minnesota, what's going on? You are still at the top with the most downloads for the sixth week in a row. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 80 countries now. And as you can tell, I don't even know where all of them are. This tells me that there is a need to talk about grief and that it's felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you are in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you, welcome to the podcast you never wanted to need. But I am glad you're here because it tells me that you're taking those steps towards your healing. Now for you new listeners, if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you want some background, just go to my website, grief the number two greatday.com and click on the book tab. Her faith journey through the last six months of her life were unreal and her death changed me. She is the reason that you are listening to me today. If you are just starting your journey, please know that life will change. It won't always hurt like this. It's important for you to hear that often. Now, this is not to say that you'll stop missing your loved one because you never will, but you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. Grief, it's a pivotal time for you. Either you will embrace God's sovereignty, which will change your life, or you will reject his sovereignty, 
which will change your life. When I say sovereignty, I mean his plan, his thoughts, his will for your life. If you accept it, life will look bigger and more meaningful than you imagined it could. If you reject it, life will become smaller and harder than you imagined it could. This season encompasses the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual parts of you. If you're far enough in this journey and you have leaned into your faith rather than wandered from it, think about the possibilities of what lies ahead. No, it's not going to be the same because it won't be with your loved one, but it can still be amazing. Six months after Monica died, I was asked to speak at a fundraiser at the hospice house where she spent the last 12 days of her life. I thought it was a joke. How in the world was I going to do that? However, it was one of those things that you know that you know that you know you got to do. So I said yes, not really wanting to, but believing that I should. I spoke, and it was very hard. I cried. Other people cried. But there was something about it, because when I left that night, it was like I knew that that's what I was supposed to be speaking about. Even just that glimpse. It lets you know that there is something there. Today, we're going to switch gears a little to give the emotional and the spiritual parts of us a break and we'll focus on the physical. You might have read the title of this episode and thought, yeah, right. Who cares about being an athlete or even physically strong right now? I'm barely able to get out of the bed. Or you might have an exercise routine that you'd like to get back to and just haven't. Or you are actually exercising to keep your sanity. For today's purposes, I'm talking to you if you are not exercising right now. If you're in a routine and you'd like to share with others what's helping you, please do. Join the Grief Group for Christian Women, and you can join that on the Grief to Great Day website. And just post things that are motivating you or inspiring you right now. That would be helpful to a lot of people. We're going to start with the word of the week. It's 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. I know how hard living in grief is. And reading this verse in my first two years, I would debate it. (laughs) I was like, this is crap. I felt crushed, in despair, abandoned, and destroyed. And you may feel the same, but you are still here, and there is still purpose for you. For me, over time and with work, this verse became more faith than feeling. My question for you is, if you're not exercising right now, why not? I'm going to lump aerobic exercise in with strength training and gardening, Pilates, and yoga. I'm talking about any kind of activity to get your body moving. I'm going to share a condensed version of my exercise story during grief. So see if you can relate to some or all of it. See, prior to Monica getting cancer, I was an extremist. I guess the term is weekend warrior. Getting fit was always all or nothing. So when I wasn't perfect, it was nothing. My weight and fitness level reflected that up and down, up and down, but no consistency over time. After Monica died, daily activity had not been my routine, so I found no solace in it. 
It just became another thing I wasn't doing well or at all most days. I was really sporadic in that first year after her death. In some months, I gutted it out. In some months, I didn't gut it out at all. I just gave in to inactivity. I walked some. I rode my bike some. But it took a while for me to feel any enjoyment in doing it. Two years later, one of my new friends, her name's Christine, was a former Ironman finisher, and she piqued my interest. She had come to see Monica when she was sick and shared pictures of her training and her race. And if y'all don't know what that is, you need to look it up. It was a full Ironman triathlon. She shared what the swimming, the biking, and the running felt like, and that was such a huge gift to Monica because we had always talked about doing a triathlon. If you've heard me say this in previous episodes, you know we nixed the idea of doing a triathlon because we had to wear bathing suits. Hilarious. But anyway, she threw out doing a half marathon, which is 13.1 miles, in Miami during January. Now, I used to visit my aunt and uncle in Miami, and the weather is awesome in January, so I said yes. I had something to train for, something to look forward to, and I trained with great mediocrity. Seriously, I put effort into it, but was not overwhelmed by the impending race day. I look back and I see what a success that was. I wasn't a failure, even though I hadn't trained like I knew I could. We went, we had a great time, and we finished. We crossed the finish line and Christine looked at me and said, we had a great day, didn't we? Y'all, that still gets me. (laughs) I just cried. Because it was truly a great day. Bittersweet that I was doing it alone. But a great day anyway. So what I want to tell you today is to get up and get moving. All right, so now we'll talk about how to get physically strong during the grieving process. And note that we are not going from turtle to athlete in a week or a month or even six months right now, we're kind of focusing on the turtle aspect of how you just get moving and keep going. Make it real easy, and we'll just do A, B, and C. A, accept. B, believe. C, consistency. Starting with accept. You have to accept where you are today. I know you hear the words, but I don't want you to gloss over what that means. It means that you're not going to beat yourself up for where you are not today. If you've been through caretaking, a traumatic loss, starting your journey, any kind of life-changing grief, you need to remember that your body has been through a whole lot. You know, I felt like I had aged 10 years during the six months Monica was sick and I was her caretaker. And then the two years of hard grief, y'all, it ain't no joke. So be kind to yourself and be proud that you are making it day by day. I set my goals high like I did before I was in grief because, you know, I have a master's in exercise physiology. I knew the steps, the goals, but that was before, and then I still expected myself to meet those goals. So I never reached them. I never accounted for the grief in an unemotional way. The first six months, getting into the shower was the hardest thing for me to do. And sometimes that took all day. But yet I was expecting myself to go for a walk or a run or a long bike ride. And I basically set myself up for failure. So wherever you are today, it's okay. You are where you are. 
Don't stress over it. All right, that was A for accept. Now believe. Believe that you can get physically active even if your circumstances don't change. That's where I went wrong. I was waiting to feel better, to feel stronger, to have easier days. But the truth is that you have to act over what you feel. And that action brings about feeling better and feeling stronger. Physical activity will be as helpful to your emotional state as Prozac. Let me say that again. Physical activity will be as helpful to you as Prozac. In grief, you have to balance new activity with extra rest. So play hard and rest well. People will usually want an exercise prescription, like a laid out plan for what to do, how often to do it, and how hard you should push. Well, where you are right now, you don't have to worry about any of that. Just get outside, breathe the fresh air, and move. This will add to your confidence or belief in being able to do it. And with confidence and routine will come desire and habit. All right, C, consistency. This is the toughie for most of us because we allow life to take us over on a daily basis. That's regular life. And it has less to do with the amount of time and more to do with priorities and desire. Now, you can throw the whole willpower thing out the window. Willpower is just a short-term gutting something out when you don't want to do it. So the trick with consistency is to be consistent. (laughs) So over time, you end up wanting to do it. That sounded redundant, but it's true. A body in motion will stay in motion, and a body at rest will stay at rest. I want you to really start thinking about moving. And then I want you to think less about it and start moving. This is the rise portion of pray, read, and rise. I'm stressing this because it will make a difference in your journey. I promise this helps. Please reread the title, Turtle to Athlete. Turtle, as in slow, 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 needs help crossing the road kind of slow. Slow is absolutely fine as long as you keep moving. If you are trying really hard every day but always come up short, maybe your goals aren't realistic. Set small, and right now it can be ridiculously small goals, and have a daily victory. Be a turtle, but move. You can do this. Remember, this season, it's pivotal for you. And I know our thoughts and grief always go to the what-ifs and the worst-case scenarios. But let's, let's flip it. What if you're introduced to a whole new side of you that you never knew existed? Next week, we'll talk about setting a bigger goal. I want to plant a seed here, and we'll talk about becoming more athlete as you move further along in your grief journey. This might not pertain to you necessarily in this moment, but I want you to listen because it's going to help set you up for the future. And it's not all about the activity. It's about something a little deeper than that as far as in the hard moments of life. So listen next week. Let me plant a seed. Let's see if you want to set a big goal. And you don't even have to do nothing but set it. Remember, every day is important. Every day is a fork in the road. It's in the daily grind of life that momentum and transformation occur. You just can't see the result yet. Your journey works or the work of your journey is to daydream a little bit about what activities you'd like to do. 
when you read physically strong in that title, what was the picture you had in your mind? Just think about the picture as long as it was positive every day this week. By listening to this episode, it tells me you're doing the work of grief. And I know that's not easy. If you're ready to take more action, another step towards your healing, go to Grief to Great Day and purchase the workshop. It's called The First Year of Grief, How to Survive with Hope and Heal. There are four very foundational things that I know will help you. I call it a workshop because I need you to understand there's work to be done. There are action steps towards your healing. So if you're just starting your journey and you have no idea what to do, this workshop will guide and direct your steps. You will grow closer to God even when it's hard to pray. You'll work towards acceptance even if that word makes you angry and you'll know what to expect in your healing process. You can also join our private Facebook group. It's called the Grief Group for Christian Women, but just go to the website and you can join from there. See, when you're a part of the group and you just welcome a new member, that's taking action. That's serving others. That's getting out of your pain for even a minute to support and encourage someone else. Also, if you don't have a home church, you can visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Everything you need to know are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future and know that you're not alone. And keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking steps, however small or turtle slow, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.